0: All right, good morning, everybody. We are going to be discussing Solomon, which my wife pointed out to me when we discussed David that Solomon would have been perfect right after, and I did Job. Don't ask for understanding because I don't have it. Who was King Solomon? He was the second true king of Israel after David. And the reason I say that, anyone know why? What happened to Solomon? His uncle tried to take over. And guess what? That didn't go so well. So, yeah. his uh, I'm sorry, his older brother Adonijah. First Kings, we see Adonijah decided to claim himself as king. Since David was old and frail and just decided that. So, how many have seen the movie Aladdin, the, the, the uh, cartoon version, animated? Nobody has kids? Yeah, okay. Somebody's seen it. So the entire parade full of all the camels, all the elephants, all the servants, all the dancers, all the music, all the everything. And here's a, it, okay, so he has all this, he must be a prince. All right, well, that's more or less what happened here was he started shouting, I'm the king. Hell, his friends were saying, I'm the king. He had a parade, he had a feast, he was making sacrifices, so everyone goes, Oh, I guess he's the king. Kind of worked out. And nobody was happy with that, specifically uh, Solomon, but also his mother, Bathsheba. She was not pleased. Her concern, which I thought was quite interesting, was once Adonijah is king and is officially king, I'm dead because Solomon was supposed to be so I'm going to be gone so Solomon everything that had connected to him I could understand her concern alright so David was frail but he said ok here's the deal you're the king go on my donkey go down and do, present yourself etc he's the king but before he passed he wanted some things done 1 Kings 2 5 through 9 he wanted a few people dealt with and so Solomon right off the bat gets to go be be the heavy. But he fulfilled his father's wishes like a good son would, and he's being given literally the keys to the castle, so he did exactly what was supposed to. Let me see if we can find that. It's in here somewhere. All right, now you now you yourself know what Joab, son of Zariah, did to me what he did to the two commanders of Israel's armies, Abner, son of Ner, and Amas, Amasa, son of Jeth- Jether. He killed them, shedding their blood in peacetime as if in battle, and with that blood stained the belt around his waist and the uh, sandals on his feet. Deal with, deal with him according to your wisdom, but do not let his gray head go down to the grave in peace. Wow. Something has to happen, so he did. Solomon was humble. He pleased God when God said in his dream, what do you want? Okay. I'm asking everybody here, what would you want? You have a blank check. Paul would want good looks. What would you want? You have absolutely, so would it be money? Would it be power, a new house, a new car, health, wealth? I mean, think about that. You have just been given the ultimate lottery prize—anything you want. If you were in that situation, what would you have asked for? That's, I'm, I don't want to hear it. I just want you to think about. Well, truly, what would you have asked for? I have no idea what I would have asked for. The limit would have been, the, the list would have been long of selections and options. However, what did Solomon wish for? Wisdom. He said this this is it was okay, and also this. What do we know about Solomon? Was he a smart guy? He was quite smart. I mean, he had wisdom. He wasn't an idiot. It is said he was a smart gentleman. So, he needed more wisdom? You can't have too much. All right, so he could have settled for something he felt would be really, really good, but he for wisdom, but he trusted God. So it's uh, if you go to a restaurant, all right, you can select what's on the menu, obviously, but if you said to whatever, what's good here, and you know that if they're you know, their Philly cheesesteaks are what go out the door like hotcakes, then or their hotcakes are good, huh? Then. You you trust that. So what? What would you you recommend? You ask that of the server, and then chances are you're going to get a pretty good meal. Or you ask the other person who's the the chef. It's a diner. What's your what's your specialty? All right. Well, that's a if you ask or you decide. That's one thing you'll get that. Yep. You want two eggs and bacon? Great. But I make a mean Denver omelet. All right. So he says to God, you know, wisdom and. He could have settled for something specific that he wanted, and he said wisdom. And God goes, okay, I'm going, to give you that. I'm going to give you that. And because you could have had anything, and that's what you asked for, now I'm going to give you everything you didn't ask for. Humility is a good thing to have, and he did. And in doing so, he was uh, praised for it. All right. He gave him the wisdom but then also wealth and fame. The last one came with a condition. Remain faithful, and I'll give you a long life to enjoy all these blessings. How many different kings in their time on the thrones, however short, in the history of Judah and Israel were there? You ever read through all those? So and so was three months. Another one, you know, didn't, and he was killed by so and so and then took over the throne. I mean, it happens over and over and over. It all played out here. God goes, It's not going to last long if you don't follow what I said. Obviously, he didn't. So there we are. Okay, you all have heard me say this, and tell me that you don't agree. I'm glad God's God and I'm not. Why would we be happy about that? Anybody ever had a scenario play out in, in life, but in church specifically, where so-and-so and, so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so happened, and this happened and that happened, and you're like, I don't know where, what, I, who, was that a sin? Are they wrong? Should they be allowed? To, is it, I don't have a, that's, you're looking at an elder's life every day. Someone, some elder, somewhere is having to deal with something like that every single day. So, how do the scriptures read when we're doing, looking at those scenarios? And how do they uh, they don't read exactly the same way in the situation we're looking at? The wisdom that Solomon received was for him to deduce what's what, what's right. I would love to have that kind of wisdom. Because, like, what do I do here? I don't know. Okay. If we all recall this scenario. His wisdom was a little harsh. Or he used it harshly, I guess. Remember the two ladies that were fighting over a child? Remember the, remember the scenario? Two prostitutes. Both had children. One of the children had died. The one who didn't, the woman whose, who, whose baby had died grabbed the other one and pulled it over to her and said, oh, and switch babies. Well, if you're a mom, what are you going to do? Oh, okay, my bad. Oh, no. Oh, no, we're going to take that. as you know, First, I'm going to fight you for it, but you know, I'm going to take that to the Supreme Court. Solomon. Okay. What did he decide to do? How did he d- judge that one? you know what? Let's cut this baby in half and they can each have half and we're good. Seems fair. Okay, next. (laughs) Drop the gavel and now a speeding ticket. Let's answer that one. I mean, how harsh was that? But what was his wisdom in that one? Who was going to fight? The mom whose baby had died and that's not her child? Mine's already dead so if this one's dead too then she and I are even now. That's what was going on. So what did the living baby's mother do? She jumped in the way of the sword and said, absolutely not. Cling! No, she said, give her the child, because what would happen? My baby will live, even if it's not with me. And what did the other lady say? Yeah, go ahead. my question there that has nothing to do with Solomon how spiteful does somebody have to be to be willing to let a, a child die to let a soldier kill it have another soldier sit there and hold it and, then, and let a king decide that and in the end nobody has a living child your heart has to be pretty black that's just evil on so many different levels Okay, so this is, a, this is a true story or true situation that I want everyone to sit there. And you put Don't tell me, but I want you to muddle this over in your head. A couple married, but were not Christians. Their marriage or their being together was the product of adultery on both of their parts. They're married now, they have kids, they become Christians. And now that they're Christians, at some point their marriage was analyzed and questioned whether it was scriptural or not because it was based off of an adulterous relationship. Okay? So your homework, if you choose to do it, can you learn in the scriptures what the conclusion should be, should have been? What would you say if you were an elder and had to put in your tooth? You weren't an elder. You're just a. a somebody, they, somebody asked you, what are your thoughts and what would you base it on? What would you say about them? I want you to think about that one. I've heard several different scenarios, I mean, uh, 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 people's positions on that. And in the end, I don't have an absolute right answer. In the end, I don't have it being just, oh, it's okay. Everything's smooth. In the end, someone's not happy. And in the end, people are still questioning whether these people should or shouldn't be married or if they're living in sin. Welcome to Solomon's world and an elder's world. All right. So we should count on our government to do its job. What's a government's job? Does anyone know? (laughs) No, I have no idea. (laughs) Everything and nothing. Well, they're supposed to protect the country, work on your infrastructure. All right, there's a bunch of different other things. There there are odds and ends out there, but they protect us. They take care of us. They make sure the country grows and is safe. Let's just leave it at that. We're not going to get into politics. But government—that's that's what it's supposed to do. The government has a purpose. In Solomon's time, could the people of that kingdom could they count on their government? Sure, they were doing great. They've got the wisest guy in the land. He had knowledge, and he didn't just tell them what to do and whatnot. He taught them what to do. He was literally the guy that didn't just give them the fish. He gave him the poll and taught him how he had this i love this he had knowledge regarding plant life livestock birds fish etc what i love he could have been the smartest guy in the room which he actually was but he shared it he didn't want job security like oh how many your managers supervisors or have been ever okay do you like having to have what now Okay. the red button yeah go click that one before it blows up what? No, oh no drop the paper drop the, drop the paper in for let me come do it that's what your life is when you're a supervisor it's just the most fun and you're sitting there just trying to do your job which you're supposed to do the, the whatever but all your hey Russ what do you need to work on that hey Russ I oh, got a phone call don't worry about me doing my job Oh, let me do everybody else's. But guess how that gets done? You teach them how to do their job. You make sure they know how to do it. You don't have job security. And guess what? When you can be sick and everything works and everything runs, the higher-ups go, everything's going smooth. He's managing quite well. Then they fire you because it seems they don't need you. (laughs) I was kidding about that part. But that's what he did. He taught everyone how to make this work. He's not going to go there and farm for it. He's going to show the farmer, here's how you do irrigation. Here's how you do plant this. Here's how you do take care of that. Here's the best way to get the best out of the crops. We're going to store it here, but not there. And we're going to plant it with this. I love those shows. It says, how do I keep uh, uh, bugs out of my corn or whatever? And he goes, oh, I plant this and this because they're a natural uh, uh, insecticide. That's awesome. I didn't know that. I don't know what it is. I can't tell you, so it's not a secret, but we'll find it that's the knowledge and the wisdom he had that's fantastic stuff teach them how to fish don't give them the fish and it's going to go a lot longer and better for you okay dignitaries from other countries were coming far and wide to talk to him why just want to see the guy at the big head mine. they came to learn too why do we go to school we're supposed to gain in knowledge. Okay, if he's the best teacher in the land, I'm coming. I want to hear from him. I want to know what's going on. That was fantastic. Who's, who, who's the one person we remember that did come to see him? The famous name. Who? Yes. Right? Yes. I mean, you're... So... Oh, it's a, um, 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 what's the guy's name in the wheelchair? I can't think of it. Help me out, Josh. Hawking. Stephen Hawking comes to, hey Russ, uh, it would sound different, obviously, but he comes to me and says, how, "Do you know how to fix this or do this?" You know, and if I had that ability, it would be, Stephen Hawking's coming to talk to me. Stephen, Stephen, hey Stephen, <laughs> not Mr. Hawking, because I can. I'm helping you. That'd be kind of cool, don't you think? He's in a high political office. You're a good campaigner, but how smart are you? We all have something to learn. Sheba needed some, She needed something. She's like, man, you are smart. And she brought all... She had a lot with her. She, dumped, she didn't have to go home so, so uh, heavy laden because she dropped off a lot of gold and a lot of stuff because she was impressed. Boy, the amount of gold that she... I was like, her slaves must have been tired. All right. Solomon was the smartest guy in the room, right? Man, was he dumb. He knew all God had commanded. Knew the parts where God said in Deuteronomy 7 3 to the very people's forefathers he was now leading, Do not intermarry with them. Who is them? Pagans. <laughs> and he's like, Will do, sir. Not going to do it. How many wives and concubines did he have? (laughs) A lot. One thousand. There was three hundred wives, seven hundred concubines. Now here's the thought. I want you to consider this. this. This is my point to ponder. All right. You or I were given in marriage to someone from India. Nothing against India, but we believe in God would we worship God while they're worshiping uh, Vishnu or Shiva right that's plausible to make us happy they may actually follow some aspects of our worship we're going to pray over our meal whenever we eat at home whatever the case may be so what if they were Jewish or Catholic We'd either, they'd have mass or Hanukkah which we may not agree with but we may go and take the family to keep them happy while still we still worship correctly does anyone disagree with that we're still going to follow our religion the way we're supposed to but just to appease them like, okay well, I'll go to your mass with you would we not? possibly okay possibly so now the question is what would our kids learn? what would we start doing possibly because you've been going to mass now for, you're you're married 20 years or you still go to church on Sunday mornings and Sunday nights but you go to mass every now and then and they have, midnight masses happen right so you're doing that and I don't know specifically but I believe there are when when, uh, the the priest says something from the front whatever, and there's an automatic response that a Catholic will give guess what you're probably going to be prone to doing and then you've been doing that to your kids, and your kids are automatically prone to do that, or your friends are prone to, or you're around her and her Catholic friends in another setting. And then you have a. Can you see how the muddling can go? Kids are confused. They're like, "Oh, I'm a, yeah, I'm a, I'm a, uh, I'm a, I don't know what I am. I'm a Catholic Christian." And then everything gets muddled, and you're not. God's going you're not really devoted to me you're lukewarm because you're going in two different directions what happened to Solomon? <laughs> he had a thousand Catholic, Jewish, Indian women they were from all over the place yeah his, his, uh, he had the wisdom he knew what was right and yet he was still swayed that's the thing is the smartest man in the room was still swayed what kind of chance do you have? There's a reason he says don't intermarry. But obviously he was quite the romantic and I'm sure he was in love with all 1,000 women. Okay. He's walking down the halls of the castle, the land, whatever. He sees a lady and he goes, are we married? (laughs) He sees the kid and he goes, maybe, I don't... 1,000 women... 5,000 kids? I have no idea. I was a really popular guy back in the day. Just can you imagine that? A 1,000 women? Uh, boy, was he shot when he had an anniversary, to remember. She, she walks up. He, that, was probably, that was probably his greeting. Happy anniversary. It's not an anniversary. Just making sure. I, things you think of. Okay. So... Given that things got muddled, what had he done? So, his ideas, his thoughts, his whatever, he had things, all the women he was with, he wanted to make, anyone heard this one, happy wife, happy life. Do you think he wanted to make his wife happy? Why wouldn't he? It's like going, making her lives miserable really wasn't a great idea. So, all right, let's do something. So, honey, can't, I know you're doing your thing over there with your God. That's great. We love that. Would it be okay if we built, I had to, some people build a, something for mine over here? Okay, dear. Plausible? Could you see it? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to build this great temple for my God over here, but up, up there on the mountaintop, we don't even go there anymore. Sure, let's do that. So, he built high places for Chemosh, the Moabite god. And this is the one that really gets me. I don't know a lot about Chemosh, but sadly I know way too much about Moloch. We've all heard about Moloch in sermons here, have we not? What was the basis of Moloch's um, uh, 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 worship? Sacrifices. Specifically who? Or what? What? little kids I won't go into the detail of how that works because I heard it too many times I can't get the idea out of my head but the smartest guy in the land to make his wife happy and his wife, wives who I have to assume some were moms said hey can we build this altar to my god Molech and sacrifice babies on it. That's what they asked, and he said, Yes, dear. That just that hurts my heart. The way that it had to happen at all, I don't you know, it's one of those quick and easy. I would hate that, but at least it'd be quick and easy was not. So he screwed up. Solomon's strain from the way is not overly beneficial to him. God basically just said, "You done messed up, A. Run," and because of that, he says, "I'm going to take the kingdom from you." But he won't do it when. It won't be in his lifetime. It's going to happen. Okay. So, mental imagery. I want you to think about this. So, this church building is our is the kingdom. We have built it from the ground up. It is pristine. We have everything exactly. What we have the best sound system. We have the best HVAC system. We have the best flooring, chairs. Classrooms are just awesome. We have the building is just beautiful. And we have no flooding problems. We have no... no uh, 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 lawn maintenance problems. We don't have a cranky lawn master like Jerry. Hey, Jerry. And we have put that all together. I was responsible for all that. I built everything. I made it all look great. Everything is just humming along perfectly. How would you feel knowing you're, on, you're, you're, you're there and you screwed up so that everything you see and you know that's right here when you die it will not last. It will go down. How many right now would like to know that one day, you know, 20 years from now, this building is raised, flat, just a pit, just a gravel pit? Would that make you happy knowing that in 20 years? I was in the hospital over there at age five and saw this slab when it was poured. Yes, I'm that old. From the ground up, I've seen this building. To see it be a slab again would break my heart. If I sold it and we moved to somewhere else and got a better building, great. That's a whole different aspect. But to have it reverted back to the slab because it was just no more and everything about it was no more, that would hurt me. How do you think Solomon felt? This kingdom that you have created, I created, but that you're in charge of, that you have increased, you're going to lose because you didn't follow me. Does God forget things? <laughs> Never. He tried he was gonna kill Moses for something that should have been done ages ago. And Moses knew it too. He was gonna kill him. Didn't happen, but he remembered. He goes, I'm gonna put you out of your misery and mine. Solomon had several adjectives associated with him. Wisest man ever live, devoted king to his people and to his kingdom's prosperity and future. Another moniker is his world was derailed by compromise. That was the muddling of the religions. I guess his philosophy was, if one wife is good, a thousand must be better. We all believe that same religion, but it's really easy to get your vision swayed a little bit here or there, even if it's just a little bit with, oh, we don't have to go on Wednesday nights, do we? Where does it say that? Because they wanted to do something. It's back again. If you compromise with people who aren't in like mind with you, then what you're doing is diluted. I just keep coming back to that one. I, I written. I wrote. How many kids had to be in that house? I swear. Think about that. A thousand people. He had to have a. A royal dorm set up, the, the 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 wives project over there. A thousand women. There had to be kids. Then they had to have servants. That would be ridiculous. Something came to my mind. I mean, the house could not hold that many people. Well, if it, I guess it could if you built a big enough house, but that would be it. Would be a house. It'd be a monstrosity. To, I just, where my head went in that one. Okay, so Solomon's wise, but wisdom needs to be put into action. I personally have enough wisdom that I know a tomato is considered a fruit. Everyone know that? It's actually called a fruit. I also have enough wisdom to know you don't put that in a fruit salad. Solomon was wise to the fact that marrying all those women could. End up being a problem, but he wasn't smart enough to avoid it potential. Because I'm so smart, don't worry, I won't let it. I won't let it be a problem. How many of you ever said something like that? No, 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 it's fine. Just this once, and I'll make sure that you know. Well, just this once. Remember what we said before? What's the to do something wrong? Which time is the hardest? First time. And it's easier after that. It may not be simply easier the second time, but it's easier than the first time. So I'm asking. I'm asking without answers. What are our vices? They are anything. Literally anything. Do you guys know that drinking too much water could kill you? I'm no, I'm, I'm no threat of dying there, but drinking too much water can kill you. What about working out and going to the gym? You do that too much. Extracurricular activities can be a vice. We all know alcohol, drugs, sex, work. Your partner or spouse can be a vice. Studying can be a vice. School itself can be a vice. Sports, hobbies, kids, money. Money. The list goes on and on and on. If it's something that you are devoting yourself to, it's a vice. You have to do it. My latest vice, I'm trying to do this with my kids, I'm a Pokemon Go fiend. I wake up and I want to catch something. But I want to keep my kids, and it be interacting with my kids, so that's why we do it. But it's hard to not want to do that. But do I let it get in the way of my church? let it get in the way of my work i try not to but real quick i'll just go to that well guess what it can anything anything can what are your vices what do you and i need to remove reduce review as a vice something to consider Okay, whether you agree or disagree with me, I want you to know. But what are your thoughts on this one? Can church be a vice? Oh my, he just said it. Church can be a vice. I'll have to go forward later. Can it be a vice? Absolutely it can. There has to be a balance and God wants it. If all you're doing all the time is church, but you're not doing family. Church is great. God wants you to be a part of it, but you have a family. He said, "That's your responsibility too. If you're doing too much church too often, you have something going on every day of the week, every night, whatever the case may be. And you're not at a kid's function. Your kids aren't. You're not home to read to them. You're not there. Your 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 wife wants to just sit and talk, or she's had a bad day. You know, oh, I got I got the devotional. I got to go do. There has to be a balance. Church can literally be a vice. God wants you to be devoted to Him, but you." brought on a partner you brought on a child you brought on family in your life you have a responsibility to them as well church can be a vice why am i talking about this don't mind me Why am I even adding that in there? Oh, that makes perfect sense. Don't mind me. I've done a lot of drugs. John 2, 1 through 2 says, On the third day, a wedding took place in Cana in Galilee. Jesus' mother was there. So was Jesus and his disciples. Was Jesus performing the wedding? Nope, he was just there. I was talking to my wife. Can you imagine? You know, we were married by Jesus. Here's a picture of the. With a, he was there and enjoying himself. So, the whole point I brought this up. We are allowed to. Church can be advice. vice. We need to have some enjoyment in life, some relaxation, some non-church events are allowed in your life. Jesus went and did it. I wrote. I wrote this. I wrote this. I copied this down. Ecclesiastes 3, 1 through 8. For everything there is a season and a time for every matter under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck up what is planted, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to break down and a time to build up, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones together a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing make time for these things they're supposed to happen says so right here we believe the scriptures do we not so you can't have too much of something churches included now Solomon drifted away we know that if we read Ecclesiastes his life was rough rough he made his life rough because his life wasn't rough, right? He's the one who muddied the water. I believe that he repented. He did return to God from what we do read in Ecclesiastes. And Ecclesiastes is often referred to as a dark study on a life lived apart from God. He did so because we know he he did so because he lost God's favor and blessing Was God just and fair to do that? If you don't clean your room, you're gonna be, you're gonna lose this privilege. If you don't, if you show up late to work one more time, what will happen? You're either gonna get written up or you're gonna get dropped. Now, what happens if you show up late and you don't get written up and you don't get dropped? Did you learn anything? No, so I'll just show up late tomorrow too. What, what does it matter? I'll get in. I'll get there when I get there. I'll walk in the door and say, "You're welcome." You have to have follow through, and God did that. He's like, "Look, you you're not going to follow me if I let you just get away with stuff. If I if I make a ultimatum, I have to fulfill it. If you fail, I have to." Is that were his? Are any of his ultimatums? Unfounded, unjust, unfair. Follow me, and I will make sure that you're blessed throughout your lifetime and in all your lineage down the down the line. That's okay. Is you if you stay in this as Christians, we stay in this life. You follow what Jesus said, you get baptized, you stay a true Christian. I don't care if you're ninety-nine or nine. But through the, your life, you do so. You follow through that. I promise you, you will have everlasting life with me in bliss. And if we don't do what he said there, why would he do what he said there? So he's like, yeah, I'm not, now I'm not going to. You are now done from me. Because you failed. Per the contract that you signed, you have failed your portion. So I'm not fulfilling mine. Solomon's summary in, the, in, the, in that life that he found in Ecclesiastes 12, 13-14 he ends it now all has been heard here is the conclusion of the matter fear God and keep his commandments for that is the duty of all mankind for God will bring every deed into judgment this is the one that scares me including every hidden thing whether good or evil. (laughs) I hope you and I don't feel we're smarter than Solomon. He had the wisdom all along with the brains and still found a way to be misled from the true path. We need to take note of what we're doing, what we're spending our energies, our efforts, and our time on, what we should be spending our time on, and if anything is threatening the balance in our lives specifically our balance with God I need to, you need to we need to rethink our priorities most assuredly because if it can happen to Solomon who he's not only the smartest guy in the room but he literally talked to God and God talked back what chance do we have there? we have solomon's history that tells us what happened and what could happen what will happen there's your example it's not you don't you don't have to guess wonder what i wonder what he's going to do you know we know we have to pay attention okay next week i will not be here uh, Stefan's going to take care of a class for me thank you sir and uh i get to go be at a wedding in tennessee i hate flying but i will be back the following week and we're going to discuss daniel So thank you so much. Have a great morning, and I will talk to you all later.